everybody. So this is so fun. We are here to talk about the year of superhero movies in 2017 and to give our ranking of the five films that we uh, reviewed uh, and did podcasts on on this channel. And Trevor uh, is here to help me. And uh, so you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Hey, going? Yeah. And uh, so we did not include Logan in this ranking because neither of us have seen it <laughs> <laughs> so there you go uh so uh, if you want to include that if you're in the comments uh if you want to include that please put it put it in i know many people really enjoyed it but i just didn't didn't see it so there you go and for me i did these rankings based on just personal enjoyment uh particularly one pick i fully admit is not as well made as another pick, but I just enjoyed it more. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so, all right, we're going to start with our bottom and then we're uh, going to go up to our number one top pick of these five films. Yep. So number five for me for the year, I actually, I, well, actually first, um, what did you think of the year as a whole? Did you think it was a pretty strong year for superhero movies? I think it was, yeah. It was. Um, it wasn't really any really bad movies, like where yeah. some years there's always at least one that's terrible. Yeah, mm -hmm. whether it be at Fox or uh, DC, um, or Warner Brothers. But yeah, this year was um, pretty solid as a whole. Yeah, yeah, I'd say I enjoyed all of them on some level, uh, and um, yeah, there wasn't any one that was like a, a terrible uh, thing, like. Last year's was way worse as far as superhero movies compared to this year. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so, I'm going to start with my number five. And a lot of uh, this goes into my expectations going into the movie. And it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is my number five. And I was really, really excited for this because I really loved the original. And uh, I was... I didn't hate it. It's not like a horrible movie, but I was pretty disappointed. And the longer I sort of thought about it, the more sort of sour I felt about it. <laughs> um, oh, really? Yeah, because I think what they did that was a mistake was they had uh, the whole first movie is all about building up this team and these misfits that that balance each other out, and they each have sort of their brand of humor and their brand of of shtick that's their thing and yeah. what i thought was a problem about this movie is that pretty quickly on they divide up the team and so if you didn't have that sense of balance it would just be like a whole lot of drax and his humor and i'd get kind of it gets sort of grating on me and then we'd move over to a rocket scene and then i'd get kind of sick of rocket as opposed to the whole team together i think works so much better and you got a little fill of that at the very beginning in the initial action scene but there was just so little of that. And I thought I, I didn't really like Ego as a character, as a villain. I didn't think it really worked. And I didn't think his plan made any sense. And I really thought they kind of ruined some of the emotional moments with like things like the David Hasselhoff scene. I, I was not a fan of. Um, and I didn't think the music was as good as the first movie. I didn't think it was as funny as the first movie, partly because... They divided up the team. It certainly looks beautiful, and it certainly oh, has yeah, yeah. some good scenes. It's certainly better made than Justice League. But as far as my – I had no expectations going into Justice League. 
And uh, so uh, it was, this was the most disappointing probably movie of the year for me um, as far as my expectations and what I ended up getting. Uh, but it's not horrible. It's just number five. No, it's definitely me. not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my number five is uh, Justice League. Mm-hmm. I went in with pretty low expectations, um, yeah. even though there was a massive marketing push, especially here in Australia, I'm guessing in the US as well yeah. and online. And so, yeah, I went in with pretty low expectations and it sort of met the expectations that of my low expectations, uh, mostly because it is a, a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Uh, there is some good moments in it, but there's when you do the amount of reshoots that was done and then, you know, the changing of directors and it, it's never going to be the movie you want it to be. And there were some good moments in it. So it wasn't terrible. It wasn't Batman versus Superman bad or Suicide Squad bad. Yeah. Um, and, but you could, it was very jarring in the sense that you can tell which bits were Snyder, which bits were Whedon. And then, trying to put that story together. It didn't really gel. Um, character wise, it's probably the best Superman we've had in this uh, modern era since, sort of, I guess, Christopher Reeve. Even. Right. Um, uh, so Aquaman, he had his moments. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes in terms of his own solo movie, because he did talk in catchphrases at time, things like my man and, I can dig it and things like that. I mean, it's where you can't support your own movie if yeah. you're just talking one-liners. Uh, the Flash annoyed me. Um, mm. <laughs> Wonder Woman was still great. Um, and I'll talk more about Wonder Woman later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and overall, yeah, so it was a bit of a mess, but it was much better. And it's in the right direction in terms of where the studio needs, Warner Brothers needs to go with these DC movies. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's my number four. It's without a doubt a worse main movie than Guardians of the Galaxy of Volume 2. But I had no expectations at all going into it because I haven't liked any of these DC films that have had Superman in them and uh, or Suicide Squad. And uh, so I was kind of almost dreading it. <laughs> and the fact I, I walked out of the theater being like, I was pretty entertained by that. It was pretty fun. Um, but my, my initial tweet was they finally got Superman, right? But it was a hot mess and it is a hot mess of a movie. There's no doubt about it. It's the story isn't good. The villain is terrible. It's the CGI looks terrible. Uh, it, it's, um, you know, things like his mustache look terrible. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that whole drama. It's like, yeah. why, why couldn't Paramount just give him a fake mustache for the, the that Mission Impossible movie he's filming? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I guess it was so essential to the character or something. I don't know. that you have like a real mustache. Um, uh-huh. I yeah. got a feeling it might have been Tom Cruise's influence or something, maybe. And like, you got to appease Tom Cruise if you're making uh, if you're making Mission Impossible. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess he is he is it out for uh, Warner Brothers or something. I don't know, but. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it looked really bad, and um, I I liked the Flash actually because I don't know the comics at all, and so I thought he was actually pretty funny, and I really like Ezra Miller as an actor. Uh, he he was in one of my favorite movies in Perks of Being a Wallflower. 
Oh yeah. And uh, so I really, I've always really liked him. And uh, so I thought he was charming and kind of fun. And I, I liked, I pretty much liked all of the heroes in the movie, which is, uh, it goes a long way for me because I'm a hero person. I, I never get that excited about villains. And <clears throat> so, I mean, I guess Batman was kind of lame. He's the one, but I don't really like Batman. So didn't really care that much Fair enough. That. Yeah, it, it was a bit forced at times. The yeah. athlete Batman. Yeah, he seemed kind of bored. He seemed kind of yeah, bored. Yeah, uh, you could tell with Affleck, he was um, he was over it. Yeah, and I like the a- little moments of uh, Joss Whedon dialogue in there that that you could tell, like uh, I don't know, like the dialogue between Aquaman and uh, and Wonder Woman was pretty funny. Um, yeah. The and just some of the other quips and it just made me so happy to actually see like a, a a real Superman like that's not doesn't make me want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> the other somebody Whedon, that was inspiring. Yeah, the other Whedon bit that I like was at the very end when they they set up the race between Superman and the Flash. Yeah, that was really You can good. tell that was very Whedon, yeah. Yeah. That was really good. And yeah. I don't know. It's definitely a worse movie than Guardians, but I wasn't as excited, I guess, for for it as I was for Guardians. So just more of a disappointment um, in my. So that's that affected my ranking. But I don't know. It's just it's amazing with three hundred million dollars that they couldn't have made a better movie. That yeah, they and I they guess. have so much in there. With I mean, it's amazing that a movie with Wonder Woman and Batman. And Superman can't make as much money as Doctor Strange. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. I know. It's, <laughs> oh. You would never guess that in a million years. But it's no. not as good a movie as Doctor Strange. Not even close. Yeah. It's, it's, it's baffling what that Warner Brothers is doing. Yeah. That's so weird. But, um, uh, but anyway, what's your number four? Uh, so my number four is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it much more than uh, Justice League, but it, it just um, it didn't have any lasting uh, impact for me, I found. Yeah. Um, it just, it was enjoyable at the time and, you know, there's plenty of good jokes in it, but I think it was missing the heart, some of the heart that the first one had in terms of, um, and a lot of that was because, like you said, they split up. So you didn't get those character interactions that you did in the first one. Mm-hmm. So, you were stuck with these you know, same characters uh, for the pretty much the whole movie, and then they didn't. So it wasn't until they come back at the end, um, where you sort of they come back, you know, and it's like the family again. Yeah. Um, they, they, I guess they don't push family as much in this movie as they did. Well, it's it's different. It's like Star Wars family as opposed to these uh, adopted team as a family. family. Team is a family. So it's not like a Fast and the Furious movie where. Um, you just say family a lot and it's meant to be a family. <laughs> um, well, in both it, the Fast and Furious movie messed up with that too. <laughs> oh, it just, they separated one, Dom away from the group and made him like an antagonist. I'm like, that's the last thing that you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't break but up yeah. the family. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you forced the, yeah, in that, in the Fast and the Furious, I can't remember which one it is because there's so many of them, but the one with the Paul Walker's final one, that's where they push family the most. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But uh, <laughs> going back to Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, yeah, Ego um, is an interesting character in the comics in terms of he's just a, a living planet. 
Yeah. Just, um, didn't probably, wasn't what I expected in terms of what he wanted to be, but it wasn't means that it's bad, but it just, I don't think it came off in the movie mm-hmm. as well as I hoped it would. And um, yeah, and like you said, his plot was a bit, um, could have been explained a bit more. But I guess when you explain plots more, it sort of becomes an exhibi- ex- exposition dump. So it's, it's weird how do you, maybe he need a different plan. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I could have maybe even accepted it if, if there wasn't like those really uncomfortable jokes. Like, uh, like I, I get that the, the, the movie is trying to be funny and be a comedy and that's fine. But I think even like most good comedies have like moments that, that are drama and it's okay to leave those in and uh you know or or sentimental moments and i don't know just like that it was also kind of crude in the humor which i didn't feel that way about the last one yeah it was crude in the other one yeah yeah it kind of bummed me out in that way and um but i mean there were some funny jokes uh i did like baby groot baby groot was super cute um oh yeah 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 uh, and used enough they didn't get annoying which that character could have and i think the and, and the yondu stuff really worked even if it oh, doesn't yeah, really definitely. make sense y- y- yondu's uh yeah yondu was um r- rose to the occasion in this movie <laughs> yeah and uh, like when you think about the first movie and what he did it kind of doesn't make sense but i don't really care it worked and uh, and it was a sweet nice moments they kind of let those yeah. moments breathe and but things like the mutiny, I didn't understand that. I don't get it. I guess it's like a pirate. It's like the <laughs> the equivalent, you know, pirates code conduct kind of things. It doesn't have to make sense to us, but it makes sense. <laughs> yes. to us. But it was very <laughs> confusing because you're just like, he grew up with you guys. Like I don't understand why this is all of a sudden an issue. It's very weird. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And then like the three layers of villains that didn't really work. Having the gold people. Yeah, I and guess then that, ego, and then the the scavages. They had three right, layers, yeah. and didn't really work. No, yeah, I think you just need the two. Yeah, otherwise, it's like um, was it Spider Man three when they had the, the yeah. three layers, and that didn't work at all. Right. Yeah. So it's a it's a mixed bag, I would say. Guardians Galaxy. It is very beautiful, though. Uh, yeah, it's very pretty, and um. It's watchable for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's my kind of thing. If you saw on, if you, you know, you turned the TV and it was halfway through, you'd, you'd continue watching it. Yeah. It's just, it's just because the first one was such a surprise. It was so much better than everybody expected it. It was so funny and it, you know, built up this team that, that everybody loved. So it's mm. interesting. Uh, okay. So my, uh, my number three is uh, Spider-Man Homecoming number three ah yeah mine too okay cool yeah i mean this movie i i I felt like the hyperbole was a little strong on it people are saying it's the best spider-man movie ever that it was one of the best movies of the year kind of a thing and i was like but it's solid. It's a solid, entertaining it's, it's, movie. It's a solid movie, and it's not as ambitious as some of the other ones, and to, and that works yeah. to its favor. Yeah, and it's certainly the best Spider-Man movie we've gotten since Spider-Man Two, I would say. Uh, yeah, which is saying something. I think that Tom Holland was great as as. Uh, um, oh, definitely. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, he's probably the best Spider-Man out of the out of the three. I think so. Yeah, 
And I liked his friends. I liked his friends at school. Uh, pretty much the whole the casting was on point. Yeah, it, it, it's fan- yeah, it was great in terms of they very much captured the young Spider Man very mm-hmm. well. Yeah, where uh, the other two, well, actually, well, Andrew Garfield was kind of convincing as young. He sort of played to that young Spider Man, but I reckon Tom Holland does even better. Yeah, yeah, I always felt like the. Um, the Andrew Garfield ones, he was a little cocky to me. Yeah. And Spider-Man, I mean, Spider-Man is a bit of a dick sometimes, but I think he was a bit too much of a dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, the, just the dialogue between all of them, it definitely, you could see the influence of movies like Breakfast Club and stuff like that on the John Hughes influence on the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that was fun. And it was something different. I don't think we've really seen that in a superhero movie unless you're going to talk about something like Power Rangers or something like that. Like we haven't really seen a, or Chronicle, I guess. Uh, those yeah. are the only ones I think of that were really like marketed and made for teens. And oh, yeah. uh, if, as far as superhero movies. And uh, I, I, I think the, the villain was really good. I don't think he's one of like the greatest villains ever. He's certainly not better than Loki. People were like insane, but like, he's really good. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very much a, a very different um, villain in terms of um, where the complaints it's like a man in a suit or something supernatural. This was a very blue collar yeah um, villain, which we, yeah. we haven't really had in the Marvel universe. And he and it was very chilling. He actually was scary. He felt like he could actually hurt the character. And oh, yeah. uh, you know, he's right up there with Doctor Octopus. I think is a good, mm. really good Spider Man villain. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, uh, and he had like a backstory and motivations that made sense. He wasn't just like out to rule the world, like ego or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I actually really liked Tony in this, Tony Stark in this, just because I felt like he was back to that sort of flippant, funny, charismatic guy that we haven't seen in a long time in like the last. Oh, yeah, definitely last three movies he's been pretty depressed and sad and Iron Man three he's having panic attacks and then you know Avengers old age of Ultron he makes Ultron and uh Civil War he was pretty depressed and uh, so it was kind of nice to see like him back it doesn't really make sense when you think about Civil War and the way that this movie starts <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think he'd be, be that chipper but okay uh, but it works and it's fun I mean I think the downsides to Spider-Man Homecoming for me is I think that you don't get enough Spider-Man being Spider-Man. Like there's just very little of him like swinging through the city and just those epic kind of scenes I kind of missed, I thought. Yeah. And I think that the female characters are both very un- un- underdeveloped and underused. Yeah. And I guess um, Zendaya will probably come back for the sequel and, um, and she'll probably get a bit more. And I think she's going to be, especially since how well received she was in the movie, I yeah. think she'll have a much larger role. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed the fact that it, um, it played up to the early Spider-Man in terms of there was a lot of that romance, a lot more of that romance element, especially since in the 60s, it was almost um, superhero meets romance um, mm-hmm. in a sort of soap opera sense. And they sort of try, they captured that in sort of a very modern way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of a teen romance. Um, and yeah, for me, the downsides, I, 
can't think of anything. I like, for instance, well, apart from maybe what you've already mentioned of the, you didn't get as much Spider-Man being Spider-Man and maybe the other thing was he was probably a bit too technologically um, yeah. capable. And I, and I guess some of that was to replace it to try and not have to explain spider sense, but, um, but he yeah, was, I think it was a bit too much. He was kind of a mini Iron Man and even his, the action set pieces were kind of Iron Man-y. Um, he did hardly used his webs at all. I mean, I guess in the ship he kind of did to like bring them together, but yeah. Um, but they definitely felt more like Iron Man set pieces. And, yeah, definitely. And then hearing the, the voice, uh, I forget what his name was, but uh, it did fit. That felt very Jervis, very Iron Man. Yeah, that did. Like that's, that doesn't feel like Spider-Man to me. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's also a very diverse cast and it's like effortlessly so, which is always nice. It's not like part of the script or part of the plot. It's just like, there. Yeah, it, did, I like it, that. Didn't, it didn't feel like a mandate either. It's just like, yeah. they just casted what they, they just probably had an open cast and they picked the best people. Yeah. Yeah. Character. Especially and, in a yeah, comic book and, movie. Especially if it doesn't like impact the story in any way. Yeah. I don't, I, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so Spider-Man Homecoming, it, it was, it was a good time. It was fun. Uh, and I think it definitely, if I was like, my niece is 13. She loved it so much. It's oh like yeah. If you, if you're sort of the, the, so like uh, 10 to 17, I think you're going to really like it. Yeah. It's sure. going to hit that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it was a good start off to a series too. I feel like it's one of the better origin stories from Marvel. And yeah. Well, at, yeah. when you look at Thor, you look at Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, those are solid movies in my opinion, but I think probably mm. Spider-Man Homecoming is a little better. Plus it didn't retread what um, the, the whole origin as well at the same time. It yeah, sort of that's found true. A way it, it already had been established. And then this is like the next part of the establishment. Um, yeah, you didn't need to see Uncle yeah. Ben die again. Yeah, no. <laughs> everyone knows that. You know, everyone knows about that. And it's like if you went and did the Batman origin again, it's like far out. Who needs to see that again? It's been yeah, done eight times. Exactly. Um, so, all right. Well, good. I I wonder if we have the same top three. Well, uh, so my number two pick is Thor Ragnarok. And I love Thor Ragnarok. I thought Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok is probably the most rewatchable uh, movie of the year for me out of all movies. It's just one I can imagine just having on the background and just watching over and over and over again. I thought it was so funny. I thought it, uh, but it wasn't obnoxiously so to me. I thought that Thor and Loki were amazing. I loved both of them. I loved uh, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tom Hiddleston in their roles. They were so good. I love Valkyrie so much. She was awesome. I can't wait to see more what they do with, uh, with her, but, uh, but I love them. I love Korg. I thought he was really funny. I, <laughs> yeah, he was really good. I thought that it, I thought it looked really good. It was just very entertaining and I don't know. I really didn't have a whole lot of flaws with it. Like it was just a fun ride from beginning to end. And I think it's totally okay to make some people more like, well, they didn't take the comic seriously enough. I'm like, 
that's okay. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think that you can have like a, say Batman, you have like the 1960s that are all silly and you have like, you know, Zack Snyder's version, like whenever, like, I think that all of them can be done well and that's okay. Uh, and so I have no problem with that with Thor and just being a fun ride and enjoying it. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love the opening. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. <laughs> Odin and the fake and the play was so funny. I died. <laughs> and I don't know. I just really liked it. I thought it was a very good Marvel movie. Oh yeah, it was very enjoyable. That yeah. I'll talk about that in a moment. Oh okay. So what's your uh, number two? Uh, so my number two was Wonder Woman. Ah ooh, okay. Uh, so um, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. It was uh, it was fantastic in terms of because I was going to be, I was a little skeptical as to if they could put um, Transformer onto the screen, especially with uh, DC's current track record. But they hit it out of the park. Uh, Paige Jenkins hit it out of the park, and uh, it was a very enjoyable movie. Um, very emotionally um, connected uh, connection um, as well. Um, and it was a fantastic to sort of see her origin and sort of to see her getting into action and also the the Amazons as well. Yeah. Um, even, even Steve Trevor, who's always been sort of second fiddle, um, did well. It, it was enjoyable as well. And, um, Edda Candy, was enjoyable. It's good to uh, comic relief. Forget about her. <laughs> but yeah. She was so good. So funny. <laughs> she wasn't in a lot, but she was pretty funny uh, yeah. when she was in it. Yeah. And I reckon she'll in the sequel, she'll come. Oh, depends when they set the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. True. They might have some flashbacks or something. I because supposedly it's going to be in a more modern time. The sequel, um, which, but supposedly Chris Pine is going to be in it, so it must just be flashbacks or dreams or something like that. Flashbacks, unless they're going to digitally age him or something like that. Oh, that might be Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but we'll see how we go. Hopefully uh, not. <laughs> But no, you be uh, Wonder Woman. You had to do it in a certain way in terms of um, hitting all the right marks for it to, for it to be a good movie, and they hit all those ticked all those boxes. You know, she's yeah. strong, independent. Uh, she had some good action. She was caring. She was compassionate. Um, so they ticked off all the boxes, and they had, even had like you know, setting in World War One was a a fantastic so idea. Yeah. yeah, so smart. Yeah. Because that was such an unnecessary war. I think like World War II, you make an argument that it was more necessary because you have, uh, you know, Hitlerism and Nazism and yeah. stuff. Uh, but uh, but World War One was so unnecessary, so particularly cruel that somebody like and it was so brutal in the mm -hmm. cost and everything. So somebody like Wonder Woman is just going to be especially horrified by what she finds yeah. in World War One. So yeah, I agree. That was really smart. And I loved, uh, well, I'll talk more about it, but uh, there were just so many great things that they did in that movie. Uh, and it was cast, I think, so well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, except That's for maybe it. one. That wasn't great. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the heroes and all of the good, that was all cast very, very well. Yeah, I think I know which cast you're talking about. And, um, and he, the... Yeah, the villain, uh, Ares, the, the way he was cast, I was like, oh, I don't know. He was almost the equivalent of, at the start of Justice League, when Wonder Woman was fighting um, those uh, generic white uh, terrorists. Yeah. It was almost the same. Although, the guy who played the generic white terrorist in uh, 
in Justice League is um guy plays a Roose Bolton in um Game of Thrones oh, and he's really? got a he's got a fantastic voice though. So I'm like, oh could he have more speaking role, please? Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. So it's a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. It's the way he talks, it's, it's, um his pronunciation and everything. He's got this sort of deep uh voice of uh, well pronunciation sort of yeah. I guess he must be British. Yeah. I mean I, it wasn't a deal breaker for me by any means, but it it wasn't great. I'll admit it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only flaw I found with uh, Wonder Woman really was the ending. It was a very yeah. snacks, a Zack Snyder ending. It's, you know, the, shooting lots of bolts around the place and then to solve the issue. Yeah. Um, but I did like the bit with Steve Trevor, the way that um, they, yeah. especially the fact that they didn't show, play the audio to start with and then came back and play, when they played it again with the audio, it had that, that big impact. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Wonder Woman is, is my number one. So uh, I'll just say some other things too that I loved. Uh, I, I just, I loved the emotional core of the, the movie, like you said. Uh, but to me, it, it has, there's sort of, my friend, uh, my friend Dur- Durbin does these uh, theological analysis uh, on his channel. And wow. yeah, there's really good. Like he takes really movies you don't think have any spiritual component and he finds like a spiritual or a life lesson or whatever that you can learn from. It's really good. And, uh, but I think that with Wonder Woman, for me, it kind of reminded me of the idea of sort of a God going among us and just her coming to terms with the frailty and the weakness of human nature. I found very moving and very beautiful and very sad. And, uh, and I don't know, there's a, there's a scripture in my faith where it's actually a story where God is looking down at the people. And he says, they have no affection for me. And God actually weeps at the people. Oh, really? And, uh, and I, that's kind of how I felt a little bit about Wonder Woman. This, 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 basically this demigod that she, she comes to terms with how weak we are and how cruel we are. And, um, but also, you know, she, she realizes the goodness. And, and that was just, I just thought so devastating that when I saw it, like, really the first three times I wasn't just crying. I was like weeping. Like it, it really like impacted me emotionally, the movie. Mm-hmm. And in ways I was not expecting at all. I mean, cause I was, had not been a fan of these DC films and, you know, female superhero movies have been, uh, yeah, have been yeah. <laughs> shady at best. And it really meant, I know like, I feel like I almost have to like hedge when I say this because, um, but it really did mean something to me to have like a great superhero movie with a woman. And Mm. that actually like was important to me. And I, it made me emotional. And it was like, like I know a lot of people have said, it's that thing I didn't know that I needed until I saw it. (laughs) And and I think that that that's true. And I went to a, a Comic Con, I went to a Wonder Woman panel and just to hear all these different women in this huge room just sharing how much it meant to them. Like, it, it was really important. And people can say, oh, well, you should judge the movie based on the movie and not about, you know, it being not in that regard. But I can't help it. It did mean something to me. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. My, my partner said pretty much the same thing. She just the way that um, uh, it did, the having a strong female character um, hero on t uh, on, in the movie 
just meant a whole lot to her. Yeah. And, um, and her and her friend when Sarah saw her at the same time and uh, they were both uh, weeping. Yeah. She said, I was, I really was. And my brother was sitting next to me and he's like, <laughs> like, Whoa, cause I, I don't know. It just really impacted me emotionally. And, and, uh, and I can forgive all the wonky CGI and the not great villain. Um, if I'm that emotionally connected with a film. And so it was yeah. my favorite blockbuster of the year. It was my second, uh, third favorite movie of the year. I just loved it. I thought it was so great. And it was very special to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and the no man's land scene was just perfect. In my oh, opinion. yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. When she's just, just like, a... like, I'm, I, I can't, I can't, I have to do something. And then just storms up there and it, oh, it was so good. I loved it so much. <laughs> Yeah, and it was it was really well shot too. In just oh, in terms yeah. of the way they follow the bullets and yeah, yeah was, like I I can't think of a better just action scene. The I I really like. I thought the music was perfect in that scene. I I don't know. It was just amazing, and she was just such a wonderful character. And I thought that her and I agree with you. Her and Chris Pine had such great chemistry, and I loved the whole setup. Like I loved. Uh, um, the mascara so much and i thought that that really worked oh, yeah that really worked well mm-hmm. and then they did much better in this movie than they did in justice league as well oh yeah 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 definitely definitely and uh you know her saying goodbye to uh, her mother and all of that all of that just worked i thought and and yeah i i i can admit that the ending isn't the greatest but i was just so emotionally connected uh, by that point, that it didn't really matter that it much. Didn't, to uh, me. I mean, it ticked off. It ticked off all the other boxes. That, yeah, you know, having a slightly flat ending doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. It's about, it's, it, where it's it's more about the journey than the destination. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I agree with you also about having it in World War One was so smart, and also having it not have to worry about any other connections with the other movies was so smart, and uh, you were just able to enjoy it just on its own as its own thing. You don't have to worry yeah. about any uh, any of the other any of the other films, so that made it work too. Oh, definitely, yeah, and I think that's the way that the the DC movie should go is having yeah. treating them like silos as opposed to uh, having an interconnected web like Marvel yeah. has. Agreed. Yeah, just uh, just make solid movies. That's all anybody cares about. They don't. Yeah. Like I even with Marvel, I don't think people really care. Like if the like like I was saying with Spider-Man Homecoming, like it doesn't really make sense. The Tony would be all quippy and fun and whatever, but who cares? Nobody cares. They just yeah. want a good movie. Like, yeah, as long as you enjoy it, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter to me at all. <laughs> and I think they think that stuff matters more than it does. But anyway, so yeah, Wonder Woman is something that, uh, that I will be very special. And I, and I'm so excited about, Hopefully what it will bring uh, into movies and, you know, the fact that it was a hit and the fact that it was so good and uh, that, you know, hopefully we'll see more. Obviously we got Captain Marvel coming up uh, and um, I don't know, we'll just see because they were so yeah. reticent to take this risk. I mean, how many years was Wonder Woman in development? Like, but it was oh, considered high risk. Yeah. And, and they, and they, they only thought it was going to make, um, a small profit and everything and it's made yeah it was the movie of the summer it was the number one movie of summer so 
So, yeah, so Thor Ragnarok's your favorite, huh? Yeah, my favorite Thor Ragnarok, it was just a tour de force of uh, just um, fantastic visuals, uh, humor, action, characters. It just, it just all ticked off all the boxes and, yeah. and the way that they um, took all the different influences and formed it into this brand new thing was just fantastic. You had yeah. the elements of uh, the Thor mythology. You had uh, elements of, um, you know, having to lead off from the uh, previous movie, but yeah. then they also had all the Hulk stuff and the whole planet Hulk and the yeah. way that they just mashed up all together. And sometimes you mash all those things up and it can be a bit of a hot mess. Like I did the justice league. Yeah. But this one, it was just like uh, two thumbs up. Yeah. Well, they did a great job integ- like integrating the universe and the questions that were out there. They like got rid of it in like, the- they did it the right way. They answered yeah. like they answered, Loki pretending to be Odin. They answered the questions about where Hulk had been. They answered the questions about where Thor had been. They, you know, so all these sort of the Doctor Strange, it was in, out, done. First 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, it was all done. Yeah. And then you're on to the new movie. And that's the way that all of these movies should be, I think. Just get it out and then let's move on to the rest of the story. Yeah, I think that's how the Marvel should do it. They should just answer the questions at the start. Yeah. Have a cool movie and then you might have a question at the end. Yeah. And then, which then someone else, it's like a, a pass the parcel and as, as to who answers that question. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, um, I agree. It, and yeah, so yeah, fantastic. And the visuals, this, uh, uh, maybe not so much the CG, some, some of the CG was a little iffy. Um, but, oh the, yeah, that dog. I hated that giant dog. <laughs> but, um, in terms of like uh, sort of the costumes and the sets, it was fantastic in terms of the way they looked and this the the, the world building of the planet Sixar and um, and yeah, it just it just worked so well. And yeah, I mean, them. the big complaint is uh, is I care about is Hella is Hella underused or not very good? I thought she was fine. Yeah, I. I I wasn't so sure on her having been uh, like related to like one of Odin's daughters, oh, but yeah, that doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but in terms of what she looked like, the the costume and it was just fantastic. It sort of translated mm. what she looked like in the comics, especially it um, very well. And just the, the, especially that headdress. I remember first seeing the trailer and going, "Bloody hell, that looks fantastic!" Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I because it's the kind of thing that you think that they're just. Um, um, that to go not too difficult and um, just leave it. But yeah, no, she was it. fine. They, they went, they, they went, they went all the way in. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't great. She wasn't especially like she wasn't as good as Michael Keaton in Spider Man, but no. uh, but she was fine. I thought. Yeah, she was good. And then, like, I mean, she was a little generic, so was generic evil, but it doesn't matter. It, yeah, she had some. She had some good moments in there. Yeah. Um, and she, she posed a threat, an actual threat though as well. Sometimes these generic evil guys, you know, yeah, they just go, Oh, I'm big and strong. And I uh, know. And it's it, like, like your Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf yeah. Like, it, it was like, oh, I'm big and strong. And, um, but we're not going to actually meet until the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, and she, it's true. Cause she took out the warriors. I forget their names, but like right away, I was so surprised by that. Yeah, um, that, and and she destroyed the hammer as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's right, that, yeah. and that's the that's like the whole big oh my you know oh god oh crap oh crap moment and um yeah like well she she means business 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And I liked that they actually gave Idris Elba something to do as I forget yeah. his character's name, <laughs> but, but uh, that he was actually like part of the plot instead of just guarding yeah. the gateway. Yeah. Before he was more, yeah. Before he, uh, he just had like, you know, a minor role. This one, he had a bit of a larger role, which uh, contributed to the plot more too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and also like, I feel like you actually got more of Hulk as a character in it yeah. as opposed to Bruce, Bruce Banner, which we've uh, all, always seen. And, uh, and that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And something new. Mm. Oh, definitely was. And um, you sort of, they had good interaction. So you had like Thor interacting with Hulk, but also with uh, Banner as well. And Yeah. And I love Valkyrie. I think that she might be, my favorite, even though she's not technically Thor's girlfriend, but like my favorite of the Marvel love interests. Yeah. You know, cause I definitely like her better than Pepper Potts. And I definitely, I mean, I definitely like her better than Jane Foster. Yeah, definitely way better. Huge improvement. <laughs> and I don't know, just all the other ones are pretty, pretty lame. I mean, I guess I like, I like, um, uh, Haley Atwell in Captain America. Forget her name. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Um, so maybe she's my favorite, and then yeah, Agent Carter. Carter. Agent Carter's yeah. my favorite, and then Valkyrie. But I think yeah. Valkyrie could quickly become my favorite in uh, upcoming movies because they're just kind of oh, introducing yeah. her here. She was so fun. Yeah, I think they'll 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 find places for her. Yeah, if, even if they never do a Thor four, they will. Um, They'll find some way for her. Yeah, I really like just sort of the like boozy, funny, like I don't know, just unique character. She she was still feminine, but she had she was strong and she, she was yeah she was rougher in the edges and yeah, but not in like a cliche kind of way. So. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. I think that's a really I love Thor Ragnarok a lot. It it was in my top fifteen of the year. Uh, so I really liked it so much, and I think it is the most rewatchable movie of of 2017. I could just oh definitely yeah, because I need more emotional like I need to be ready to watch Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. this no, is that more makes emotional sense. For me. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Some some movies you sort of you you get invested in an emotional level. Yeah. You have to sort of, you have to be ready for it. Where this one is light, it's funny. Yeah. You can yeah. you can drop it out, still I mean, get it. In Wonder Woman, a whole village is gassed. So it's it's a, it's a very emotional film, in my opinion. But um, yeah. all right, well, uh, so that was really fun. And so next year, uh, which one are you like looking forward to the most? Or I guess this year, I should say this year. <laughs> which uh, which of the movies are you looking forward to the most? Um, I was been thinking about this during the week, and I think it might be Black Panther. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Infinity War, but I'm a bit cautious by that just because of the scale. Yeah, me too. It. Um, it might not, they might not pull off the scale. And, but Black Panther, I think even if it is not a, um, a 10 out of 10, it's going to be a very important movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because it's not, nothing else like it out there. It's the yeah. the idea of having like a superhero movie set in Africa and, uh, like, yeah. and, um, is this going to be, um, I think it's going to do quite well. Yeah. I'm really excited for Black Panther. It's definitely the most out of the, these franchises, DC or Marvel. 
I mean, the most, obviously, I'm looking forward to The Incredibles 2, the most as far as superhero movies, uh, because I've been waiting for that movie for 14 years. And yeah. uh, I really hope it's good. Cross fingers. Um, but, uh, <coughs> um, but yeah, definitely, I would say Black Panther. I'm a little nervous about uh, Thanos in Infinity War, because those kind of, like, all-powerful type villains. Usually, I don't care about villains, but when they annoy me, they annoy me. And I just, Apocalypse annoyed me so much. And I feel like they're kind of the same. Uh, and yeah, so type plus, of character. Plus we've had like five years or six years of him sort of popping in and out. So it, it's almost like they're building, building up this high expectation. Yeah, that's true. So if, it does, if they don't meet it, it's going to be, um, it's going to fall flat. But Yeah, it's true. Okay. And there's just so many characters. Uh, it's going to be, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, when you got, I don't know, yeah. you've got everybody in the guardians, you've got everybody in Avengers, you have Dr. Strange, you have Ant-Man, Ant-Man. you know, like it's going to be like yeah. civil war, but. <laughs> and they'll, they'll probably, more. and I reckon they'll try and hint at uh, Captain Marvel in there as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and they'll I'll, probably have someone else that you know, we don't know about yet. And, Mm. And then yeah. they've got a springboard for um, create some kind of springboard for Avengers Four because it's apparently not one of those part one, part two movies. So, and we'll I'm worried about Tony. I think it's he's going to be a goner. We, you think he's yeah. the most likely? Well, I think it's going to be one of those things where after Avengers Four, if they're going to do any more Avengers, it's going to look very different. Yeah, I think uh, um, they're going to do like the next generation where it's going to be like. Uh, Sam Wilson and yeah. Doctor Strange and all these other characters will be the Avengers as opposed to your core that we've seen since since you know the the first Avengers movie. Yeah, you'll have Spider Man. You'll have uh, yeah, Captain Marvel will be coming on. Yeah, I I think uh, I think that uh, that especially with Tony being so happy at the end of Spider Man, that to me was like such a clear sign that like he's goner. <laughs> Yeah, he's either something's going to happen to him. He's either going to die, or he's going to be. Yeah, he's going to be a point where he he's going to be in a wheelchair or something. Yeah, and uh, and I, a lot of people think it's going to be Captain America. I'm not 100 percent convinced. I could see, I could see them keeping him around. Uh, yeah, he's like in a more of a mentor role, maybe. Yeah, um, but. It would be interesting too to see if um, if Bucky is in uh, in Black Panther. Do you think he's going to be in there? Because he's he's being stored there. Yeah, true. I didn't think about that. Uh, potentially, I reckon he might make a cameo appearance yeah. or at least uh, some kind of um, end credits thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, should be fun, and we will cover as yeah. many of them as we can. Oh, definitely. And, uh, yeah, the only one we won't cover is Deadpool because. And I'm not going to see it. Deadpool too, uh, so we won't cover that. Uh, and but the rest of them, I think we should be able to uh, cover yeah. just fine. So anyway, thanks so much for joining me. This was really fun to look back on the year and no, no uh, some, some good some good movies that we got to yeah. we got to see. Yeah, 2017 was a pretty solid year. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. And so, where can people find you? So you can find me at uh, howlovecomics.com. Uh, so a website that um, helps people get into comics. Uh, so if you're ever interested in, say, if you see uh, the event, you're looking forward to the Avengers um, Infinity War and you want to go, 
what can I read beforehand? You can come to me. I can let you know. I'll have yeah. a lot of articles leading up to the movie as well. I've uh, got plenty of stuff leading up to uh, Black Panther as well. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at How Love Comics. And if you uh, really want, you can find me at uh, Trevor Van Ez. That's my other one as well. And all of that all in the description section. And let us know your ranking, how you would, uh, if you're listening or, or watching, let us know how you would rank these movies and uh, what you thought yeah. of the year as a whole. Yeah, let me know. Let us know if we're wrong. You know, <laughs> yeah. Maybe Justice League's your number one. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, put in, the, put in the comment section. And uh, we're always glad to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, well, thanks again. And you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on social media and here at Rachel's Reviews. So check that out on iTunes and here on YouTube. So uh, we will uh, we'll talk again soon. Black Panther. Talk soon. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Bye.